Weekdays at 1 on Aria Radio. 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, and Ave Maria Radio Station, and on the net at AveMariaRadio.net. Feel the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. This is Colleen Kelly Mast, your hostess today, and each week on Mast Appeal. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. Your calls drive the show, and you know, you decide what the topics are today. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. Give me a call. I'm a certified life coach, an author, a speaker, a mother, a wife. I have so many roles in life. I'm the second oldest of nine children, so I, I grew up um, in a large family. And you couldn't get away with anything in a large family. So we've had a lot of uh, the same problems you've had. So give me a call. I've been here on Catholic Radio for 24 years, offering free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. I can hardly believe it when I think back of all the wonderful times to help all of you out there. When I run into different places where I'm uh, speaking or traveling, I will uh, you know, hear from you all the wonderful stories. And you send emails. And thank you for all your um, emails and messages that you send. So it's a pleasure here to be with you today. This is Colleen Kelly Mass. My background is in family life education. I have a master's degree in health education, teaching certificates in health science, physical education, and theology. And God put this all together. And uh, as I was a teacher, people would ask, how did you get your students to turn out like that? And can you write it down? And then I became an author. Not that that was one of my goals in life. I was actually on a retreat and I went to the and I said, like, I, I think God wants me to you know, write this down and be an author. And I said, but, like, I'm not a theologian. And he says, oh, you're much better off. <laughs> so anyway, so I wrote Love and Life, a Christian Sexual Morality Guide for Teens. I wrote Sex Respect, a public school um, book on abstinence, the option of true sexual freedom. And then most recently, six books that go with the Love Ed program and 22 video clips, Love Ed. Raising Kids That Are Strong, Smart, and Pure. It's got a parent's guide and parent videos. It's got a father-son puberty level video, a mother-daughter puberty level video and workbook as well. And then just after puberty, father-son, mother-daughter at the young adolescent level. You can learn more about those. On my website, respect the number four, the letter U dot com, respect for you dot com, or on EWTN TV this week, listen to At Home with Jim and Joy, or watch At Home with Jim and Joy on whatever network, whether it's Hulu or Internet or wherever you get your EWTN television. I'll be on At Home with Jim and Joy this coming Wednesday and Thursday, talking about my Love Ed program and maybe a little about love and life and how we teach our children and youth to respect life and respect the powers to give life. So that should be fun. 
So, and then for now, give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. I couldn't decide this morning if we start with the funnies or the serious, so I decided on the the lesson we've been learning all week in these readings that um, are emphasized again tomorrow at our Sunday readings, and then we'll do some funnies later. But I think the message keeps coming through this week, and preparing for tomorrow's gospel is when... After John had been arrested, John the Baptist had been arrested, Jesus came to Galilee and he said, this is a time of fulfillment. And he called Simon and Andrew and James and John and they obeyed right away. He said, come after me and I will make you fishers of men. And they abandoned their nets and followed him. Well, a question we have to ask ourselves, do we have any nets we're supposed to abandon to follow God? And are we really doing God's will? And so when I looked back all week and I thought, we've really got some serious lessons here in obedience, starting with last Monday, obedience, from Saul, who only did it halfway and made excuses for not obeying, and then Tuesday we had Samuel, who did what the Lord commanded and anointed David, then Thursday, Jonathan obeyed the Lord and talked Saul out of killing David, and then Friday, David obeyed God and didn't kill Saul. And then, as we have tomorrow, um, we are to pick up our nets and follow him. So how many times are you like Samuel or Saul or Jonathan or David or like the apostles that get up and follow him? Or are you one that disobeys? When Samuel said to Saul back in Mondays, he said that, you know, he said that, Little in your own esteem, you are not, aren't you the leader of the tribes of Israel? He said, the Lord anointed you king of Israel and sent you on a mission saying, go and put the sinful Amalekites under the ban of destruction. Fight against them till you've exterminated them. So that's what God commanded him. And then Samuel says to Saul, well, why did you disobey the Lord? You've pounced on the spoil, displeasing the Lord. And Saul answered, oh, I did indeed obey the Lord and fulfill the mission on which the Lord sent me. For I've brought back Agag and I've destroyed Amalek under the ban. But from the spoil, the men took sheep and oxen. And he was always making, he was making excuses for not obeying God. And so Samuel reminded Saul, he said, Does the Lord so delight in burnt offerings and sacrifices as in the obedience to the command of the Lord? Obedience is better than sacrifice and submission than the fat of rams. So we have to think about that too. Yes, we should be making sacrifices, but obedience is prime. He said, For sin, like divination, is rebellion. That's um, because Saul started thinking he was smarter than God. How many times... In our lives, how many people today now think they're smarter than God and are making up their own rules? And then the reading in 1 Samuel says, Presumption is the crime of idolatry. So presumption is presuming, oh, it's going to be okay. I'm going to do it my way and I'll have, God will forgive me for this. 
presumption is the crime of idolatry, making yourself your own God. So he says, because you have rejected the command of the Lord, he too has rejected you as ruler. And some of you might know what happened. If you go to daily mass or if you've read the book of Samuel, what happened there. And so the psalm following that says, Why do you recite my statutes and profess my covenant with your mouth, though you hate discipline and cast my words behind you? He that offers praise as a sacrifice glorifies me, and to him that goes the right way I will show the salvation of God. Well, last week I got a great response on the Taming of the Tongue handout, and I have it on my Facebook fan page and emailed it to a number of you. That's just one area of the many areas where God calls us to obey him. Are we really obeying him or are we willfully ignoring God's direction and we know that ignoring God's direction just causes us pain (laughs) it harms our relationships with him our relationship with others our relationship sometimes even with ourselves because we're called to surrender to God's will surrender our will to his will and sometimes do what is difficult sometimes do what is distasteful and really really listen to him and then do what he says is he asking you to be kinder to the people around you is he asking you to be kinder and more merciful in your own thoughts are you always critical and judgmental or sarcastic are we supposed to be listening and doing God's will God wouldn't be sarcastic would he or do you think you're better than God and think oh I'll just do this again and again and and I know he'll forgive me. Well, when we go to confession, we're, we say that we really are trying not to do that again. So are we doing God's will or our own wills? Think about that this week. Do we even know the commandments? Do we even know what our, um, <laughs> what I thought of uh, Wednesday, our withered hand? You know, when Jesus says to the, the man, the crippled man, he says, stretch out your withered hand, and the hand is restored. Know that wherever our weakness might lie, that we can stretch that out to Jesus Christ who is the great healer and he rescues us from death he rescues us from stumbling and we can have confidence in him and when he brings us to him when he brings us to healing we know that we have done his will we have repented of what was wrong even um, tomorrow the first reading I think is about Jonah Jonah was given a command so think of those apostles in tomorrow's gospel come after me I'll make you fishers of men they abandoned their nets immediately and followed him and then they left their father Zebedee James and John and they left their father in the boat along with the hired men and followed him so how are you following what good works do I need to do this week to absolutely do God's will can I review my life in light of the Ten Commandments? <coughs> Hopefully we know them by heart and know how to uh, surrender ourselves to God's will and not make up our own rules for life and follow Him. Give us a call with your question or personal problem. If you're struggling following any of the Ten Commandments or any of the virtues that you need to be developing, is it humility or honesty? The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. When we think of what the Ten Commandments are and the basic um, obedience God wants, 
We think of all the ways that we can follow him. What is there any way in the first commandment, if God is number one, are there any other gods before him, like sleeping in, is your pillow your God? What's keeping you from putting God to be number one? Is it your pride, your excuses, your self-importance, laziness, vanity? Or in the second commandment, do you say bad words? Do you speak of God with reverence? Do you use his name in vain? Think of all, like the last week when we talked about the, the taming our tongue. Do we say a lot of bad words? And the third commandment, do we keep the Lord's day holy? Do I go to Mass? Do I pray? Do I read the Bible? Relax with God on Sunday? Love my family extra on Sunday? Do good deeds on Sundays? Or do we just treat Sunday like the regular days of the week? How about honoring your father and mother or expecting obedience from your children? Do you respect your parents? Even if they've passed away, are you praying for them? Do you do an act of kindness or sacrifices for them? Do I obey the civil laws, you know, at work or at school? And then the fifth commandment, you shall not kill. That includes killing people's spirit, too, I think. Bullying, controlling others, criticism, sarcasm, those biting things. Are you kind in your words and actions to everyone, especially your family? Do you stand up for life? Here it is, the March for Life. And a lot of people are out in Washington, D.C. Am I standing up for life? And uh, standing up for respect for life. And number six, well, that's always a big one. And obviously, one of the ones God has asked me to speak on, you shall not commit adultery about your purity. Was I pure in my thoughts, my words, my deeds? Was I faithful to God's plan for my vocation? Was I respectful of the sacrament of marriage and the marriage vows? Did I even find, enter, was I entertained by impure things? And the Eighth Commandment, you, again, that goes back to our tongue evaluation from last week. You shall not bear false witness against your neighbor. Do I avoid telling lies or gossiping or talking badly about others? And if it's true, do I avoid ruining their reputation? And the Ninth Commandment, you shall not covet your neighbor's wife. Do I avoid looking at impure things? Or do I dress modestly, act modestly? Am I becoming the holy man or woman in all I do or say? Am I pure of heart and focused on God's will for me and then the tenth which is a big one today with all the people that are buying things they don't need and hoarding um, you shall not covet your neighbor's goods you know are you satisfied and content with what you had are you overworking to get more than you need do you buy more stuff than you need oh this is cute when you're in the discount store <laughs> do i keep orderly the things i have and do i give generously so if we are to drop our nets and follow God, what are we doing to really follow him in the commandments, in the virtues, in our vocation, in discerning his will every day? Follow me and I will make you fishers of men is our lesson tomorrow and our lessons all week were of looking at obedience and disobedience with Samuel and Saul and David. So let us all follow God follow his will do his will for us if you're struggling with that give me a call with your question or personal problem this is colleen kelly mast on mast appeal the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825 pep talk we'll be back with your calls in just a moment Jesus calls his followers disciples. That's the word that we use in English. But really, in the Greek New Testament, it's the word for student. Now, 
you might say the school of Jesus Christ uh, is more of a trade school or, or technical school than it is a liberal arts college because in the school of Jesus Christ you learn how to live like the master lives. But it is a school. The teacher isn't just passing along information. The teacher is passing along knowledge of the ultimate purposes of God. The master is passing along the knowledge of life and the will of God concerning man. The school of Jesus Christ is a real thing, and if we are disciples of his, we've entered into that school, and by paying attention to his teaching, we will conform our lives to his. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. Do you celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life? It's an approach to family spirituality that can help every Catholic family encounter Christ more meaningfully at home and experience their faith as the source of the warmth in their homes. The liturgy of domestic church life has three parts. The right of Christian relationship helps families love each other with Christ's sacrificial love. The right of family rituals helps families develop Christian attitudes toward work, play, relationships, and faith. And the right of reaching out helps families learn to serve each other and the world just like Christ. When you live out the liturgy of domestic church life, you bring the grace of the Eucharist home and let Christ transform everything about the way you live and love each other. To discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Welcome to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith in today's crazy world, the number is 877-573-7825-877. Five pep talk. And I keep thinking of the the Saint Francis prayer for peace today. Lord, make me an instrument of your peace. You might end up praying it right on the show. I don't know, but that keeps coming to mind. There's there's a lot of discord out there. All right, give us a call with your question or personal problem. Your calls drive the show. You decide what the topics are today. Eight seven seven five seventy three seventy eight twenty five eight seven seven five pep talk. Our first caller today is Carol from Ohio, listening on Saint Gabriel Radio. Welcome to the show, Carol. How can I help you today? Hello. I want to make up three points that's going on with Francis. Three points. Um, okay. First, first he, um, Cardinal Fernandez, the uh, prefect of the diaconate, um, his right-hand man, is the one that wrote the book, The Art of Kissing with Your Mouth. And he's also written a book that just surfaced about orgasms and sexual oh encounters. Oh, my goodness. Okay. This is a priest. This is a cardinal now. And this is Francis' right-hand man. And so Francis wrote this um, blessing of same-sex unions, which is sodomy, which is a grave mortal sin 
So the Pope is in grave error by saying that you can bless sin, number one, and number two, he's, he's um, you know, going in with the World Economic Forum, and he's not even mentioning Jesus, and he's just, he seems like he's really off. And the third thing that he's done, and he's out there saying there's really nobody in hell. I, I don't know oh, if this man is yeah. going... I don't yeah. know if, if the Pope is going insane. I don't know if he's evil. I don't know what his problem <laughs> okay. is. Okay. Totally. I understand. There's so much going on in the media right now. And people that have left the church right now are finding every excuse to stay away because we don't even know what to believe. You know what I mean? I'm not going to make excuses for any of those people. But it's just so difficult today for, first of all, what's going on or what could be going on if there's perversion in different places in the church. We know there's corruption in most institutions in the world, but it just breaks our heart and makes us sick to think that this corruption could be in the church as well. And the church the church has had corrupt people in the past, but we do deep in our hearts, those who are Catholics know and trust that God is in charge. He can bring good out of this. He has redeemed us. And then these other points too are just Sad, sickening, and you don't know how much to believe. I did hear that the the book the, um, that Cardinal fin- Fernandez had written, and again, you don't know what to believe if you read your <laughs> the internet for your news. That he said that that book shouldn't be out there anymore. He wrote it before he had you know his appointment where he's right now at the Vatican. And uh, but if he did write that book and he's a priest, that is perverted that's not right it's not at all like what pope john paul ii wrote i've read his readings on love and responsibility and he did touch on the topic of the marriage act and and when pope john paul ii does that he speaks of it only in terms of uh, reverence and respect for the other and and how to uh, really show god's love to the other person so i see a huge difference so if this is true what they're saying you're right it is wrong but i'm not going to let it wreck my life um, or get upset about it nor am I going to defend it and then the blessings thing oh my goodness I read that um, a lot of it, the document itself and again I think some of it is that the media it, well, that the document is confusing itself and then the media takes it and even makes it worse um, by taking things out of context but so there it's it's just I understand why you'd be upset about that it's so so difficult today in the document itself though the it does state fiducia supplicans um, it does state when you're looking for the true church teachings they are in there the problem is the document is so confusing that people can misinterpret and interpret it wrong but it does say marriage is between a man and woman it does say that any sexual activity outside of marriage is sinful it does say the church cannot bless same-sex unions or irregular heterosexual unions for that matter that the Pope can bless any individual who asks for a blessing with the right intention um, without condoning the lifestyle and any priest that has common sense already knows it and does that that calls people to repentance and part of that blessing is um, to um, to well, it's either in the confessional um, to turn from sin or to help them give them the grace to turn from sin so we uh, this is you're right it's a confusing pontificate 
we survived bad popes before. Um, whether this guy is just confusing or confused, <laughs> we aren't exactly sure. But the the media has had a heyday with this. People are getting upset by this. And so at these times, we look at the, the great saints who lived in confusing times and how they turned to our Lord, tried to reform in any way they could, and brought reform to sometimes the Vatican, sometimes uh, saints like Catherine of Siena, you know, had to tell off the Pope. Um, sometimes we have to, to look to obey God and surrender to His will, and of course, pray Pray for all those people involved, these cardinals, the popes, the priests that were challenged to, okay, do I have to bless this union? Well, no, the document is clear, but you've got to dig through it. It was like finding a... What did my mom used to say? A needle in a haystack. <laughs> there is some good in there. But I, I totally understand, Carol. Um, this, the, the teachings that have been coming out lately are confusing in many ways. And they, are, um, they need to be uh, defended in a way. And we need to stop spreading this in the media with all the confusion that's out there. So... It's important for us to clarify and know the church teachings, which is another reason why I probably saw that obedience and disobedience in all this week's readings and started the show off with the Ten Commandments, that we know there's a basic covenant between us and God. No matter what the news is saying or how people are misinterpreting it, our covenant with God is to obey Him. He said, I'll be your God, you'll be my people, if you keep my commandments and abide in my love, my joy will be yours and your joy will be complete. So if we seek that joy of connection to God, we look at the commandments, we look at our own failures, we look at the seven capital sins, pride, envy, greed, lust, hatred, sloth, gluttony, Let's see, did I say anger, hatred? Um, And we look at all the virtues that we need to grow in and that are the opposite of those seven capital sins. And we look to all the virtues we need to grow in to become more Christ-like so that we know that when we're accountable to God and we are as well evangelizing and teaching others that we know and live the truth. So... Let's keep praying, keep knowing the truth and spreading the truth and um, acting according to God's will. So thanks for the call. We'll be back with more of Mass Appeal after this message. The Bench Pub in Livonia, how can I help you? Is your chili really as amazing as you claim? Yes, sir. Made with fresh Eastern Market beef and our secret blend of spices, our recipe even won the West Virginia State Chili Championship. It's so popular, we only have one bowl left today. Oh, wow. I'll be right there. Homemade award-winning chili, only at the Bench Pub on Five Mile Road in Livonia. Mention Ave Maria Radio for 10% off. I grew up with the Ten Commandments hanging on the wall next to my front door. I looked at them occasionally, mostly when I passed by and through the front door, but every once in a while, I would stop and stand in front of them and read them. My dad one time saw me reading them, and he asked, Do you know why I put those Ten Commandments hanging near the door? No, I replied. He said, It's so you and your sisters are reminded how to behave when you walk out that door. Seeds of faith were being planted in my heart. Today, I have the Ten Commandments in my foyer, hanging next to my front door. A reminder not only to the kids who come into my home, but for everyone else, including myself, how to behave when we walk out that door. 
You never know what seeds could be planted in another just by the Ten Commandments being in clear view. Anyone who walks in and out will be reminded that our house is a house of God, and we strive to communicate the commandments with how we live our lives. This has been a Christ in a Communication message. I've been Esther Denha Garmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany. Hi, Vanessa Denhagarmo here, inviting you to tune into Epiphany. We're made to praise God and celebrate our faith. I want to encourage listeners to connect, communicate, and collaborate with the faith community. Life is a journey, and along the way we have those Epiphany moments that bring us closer to Christ. Please partner with me and celebrate the diversity of our Catholic Church. Epiphany, weekdays at noon, only on Ave Maria Radio. Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Today is the Feast of Venerable Francis Xavier Wynne Van Tan. And, uh, and as many of you may know um, that um, that God has blessed him with some some wonderful uh, that he gave us some wonderful writings to understand and appreciate the beauty of being uh, children of God and evangelizing the truth he says only when I truly repent and change will I realize that life with you is paradise I myself must be entirely evangelized for fear that the gospel message within me is insufficient or that my life is not yet authentically gospel-oriented. I must be permeated with the gospel and then help it to permeate others in today's society. Only in this way will I help to build up a renewed society. I must not be satisfied with living virtuously for myself alone, he says. I must commit myself to living virtuously in today's world. And boy, is that tough, isn't it? This is a responsibility, and someday I'll have to give an account of it to the Lord, who will ask, Did you consume your strength so as to alleviate sufferings, or were you indifferent to them? So, he says he loves to meditate on the phrase, I am the vine, you are the branches. So be renewed in God's love, and live that gospel, so you you can be filled with our Lord Jesus Christ. And give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825-877-5 pep talk and now I will read some of those funnies that I <laughs> found actually somebody sent them to me um, recently and uh, we read a couple of them last week and it's time for those now how do we look at the life that we need to live with virtue and maybe with a sense of humor. Not a sense of humor where you can be sarcastic and make fun of people and say, I was just joking. That's against the fifth commandment. But let's look at ourselves. So the driver was speeding and said, what am I supposed to do with this speeding ticket? 
officer, and the officer who stopped him said, Keep it. When you collect four of them, you get a bicycle. I asked a supermarket employee where they kept the canned peaches, and he said, I'll see, and walked away. This is for my friend down in the south, my friends in Texas. I asked another store clerk, and he also said, I'll see, and walked away. And in the end, I just gave up, and I found them myself in aisle C. <laughs> Texas friends, Georgia friends. Okay, I told my physical therapist that I broke my arm in two places. He told me to stop going to those two places. <laughs> those of you going to physical therapy. Okay, when I was a kid, I used to watch The Wizard of Oz, and I wonder how someone could talk if I if they didn't have a brain. And then I got Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> a guy walks into a lumberyard and asks for some two-by-fours, and the clerk asks, how long do you need them? And the guy answers, a long time. We're going to build a house. <laughs> I just burned 1,200 calories. I forgot the pizza in the oven. My neighbor knocked on my front door at 3 a.m. 3 a.m. Luckily, I was already up playing the bagpipes. <laughs> okay, these are kind of like those uh, Forrest Gump style of jokes. They're just like the simplicity. Instead of cleaning my house, <laughs> for all our friends who have too much in their house and you've accumulated... 50, 60, 70 years worth of things. Instead of cleaning my house, I just watch an episode of The Hoarders, and I think, wow, my house looks great. <laughs> okay, if you struggle with any of those things, give me a call. Oh, here's one more. A middle-aged man says, I love bacon. Sometimes I eat it twice a day. It takes my mind off the terrible chest pains I keep getting. Give us a call with your question or personal problem or a clean, funny story. If you know a good, clean joke, I know some of you out there will look for some of them for us as we try to cheer ourselves up in these dark days of winter. Even if you guys are down south where it's warmer during the day. Oh, no, it was cold for you this week, too. There is um, less sunlight. But we're on our way. We're on our way out. So let's cheer ourselves up, see the light, get some sun. Look out the window if you can and cheer yourself up. So call in with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK, or call in with your funny story. Because there is actually a science behind that seasonal affective disorder and some ways to cope with it. Um, and a lot of the um, psychology schools, the research schools, are looking at calling it SAD, seasonal affective disorder. And they say about 5% of U.S. adults experience it, but they think some people have a milder case of it. So people that suffer from that seasonal affective disorder with less sunshine, they might, you know, be more tired, they might crave carbohydrates, they might hibernate like a bear and gain weight, they might have difficulty waking up on schedule or sleeping more, they might just get depressed or sad and, uh, you know, be unmotivated, lose interest in their work, want to call in sick. 
I don't know if that's really laziness or if that really is uh, an affective disorder. Uh, it might be feelings of hopelessness or sadness. That's more than just laziness, though. Maybe difficulty concentrating. Uh, so some of this is us winterizing, that maybe we should just take it easy in winter and, and not be up at 5 o'clock jogging. Um, but some of it might be what the um, physicians are calling seasonal affective disorder that can lead to different um, different health problems. So maybe if you need uh, a light box, I mean, they have all those different lamps now that give us light. There's infrared light. There's um, There are different kinds of light that mimic sunlight is an idea. Um, staying active when it is nice out. You know, get outside maybe for a noon walk when the sun is out and try to give to others. One of the remedies always for um, any kind of sadness or depression is to volunteer, give of yourself to others. Even if you're homebound, you can call people, you can write to people. There are things that you can do to bring that joy of the Lord to be your own strength if you need it so you can share that joy with others. So give us a call with your question or personal problem or... A funny story today. Clean, funny story, please. Clean, funny story or question or personal problem as we cheer ourselves up here in the depth of cold winter. 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Be back in a moment. Unveiling the Covenant is the newest program from Ave Maria Radio. What is a covenant? It's a vowed exchange of lives which results in an unbreakable family bond. Throughout Scripture, God seeks to espouse all mankind to Himself in an unbreakable covenant bond. His covenantal love is a free gift, but it necessitates a response from us. We are free to accept or reject it. Let's learn what this means as we unveil the covenant. Saturday mornings at 11 and Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. Fire on the Earth, Peter Herbeck. Jesus said, you're the light of the world. And one of the things that he meant by that was the Christian people understand the larger story that's unfolding in history. So as St. Paul said, as the saints echoed very clearly, we're now living through just a, a short moment, a slight momentary affliction, he calls it, in this life, which is going to make way and lead us to an eternal glory beyond all compare. The secret to the fruitfulness and the strength of the apostles was that they lived with a clear vision of the future, an eternal perspective, fixed on the destiny of where their life was headed. And they lived with the realization that, wow, yeah, life is very short here. Everything is temporary. Nothing here in this world is ultimately going to last except the ultimate destinies, the eternal destinies of every human being that exists on the earth. And they knew that whether good things were coming their way or bad things from the world's perspective were coming away, nothing could steal from them, nothing could take away the gold that was in their heart, the treasure that they bore. You're a temple of the Holy Spirit. Peter Herbeck spreads fire on the earth weekday mornings at 6.30 and again at 11.45 on 990 Ave Maria Radio.
back to Master Peel, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem or a clean, funny story or joke for us, especially if it's true, one of the funny things that your one of your kids did or um, some funny story um, to cheer us up here in winter, give us a call. The number is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Okay, our first caller, let's see, get back to my page. I was trying to respond already to this person. Um, our first caller this um, segment is Sue from Wisconsin, listening on Alexa. That's pretty cool. It's a different way to listen. Sue from Wisconsin, you're on the air now. Go ahead. Yes, hello. Good morning. Go ahead. What was your question today, Sue? I heard you... Um Speaking of the Ten Commandments earlier, and you gave an examination of conscience according to the Ten Commandments, Mm -hmm. and I really liked that interpretation, and I was just wondering if that's in print, if I can get a copy of that. Okay, well, I ad-libbed a little bit, but I do have a print. Actually, for my life coaching clients that need help with prayer, I wrote up an adult prayer format, a morning prayer format and an evening prayer format. I have a short one and a long one. So some of them just get the short ones if that's all they're ready for. But I have that in my longer night prayer format, so I do have it printed up. And over the break, when I saw your question on the board, I was trying to figure out, can I put it into a JPEG file so I can load it on? to my Facebook fan page, and I do not have that answer yet, um, but I will try to do that after the show. So those of you that still do have Facebook, uh, my Colleen Kelly Mass, not my personal page, Colleen Mass, but Colleen Kelly Mass, I have a Facebook fan page, and I posted last week's uh, tongue evaluation on there, and I will try to post this, um, and you'll get the morning and night together, because I have it in a PDF file, if I can move it into a JPEG, I will, or if I can figure something else out, I'll put it in there. So I'll try to post that, and I have, I might have ad-libbed some of the questions, but basically that was um, the, the same examination of conscience that is good for us to go through every day. So I'm glad you liked it. I'm glad you want a copy. And if I don't get it up there, go ahead and feel free to uh, email me, Sue, and I will answer you later in the week, possibly, because right after the show, I get on the plane for Alabama to go do that uh, EWTN show and visit my granddaughter at Alabama University, University of Alabama on the way. So I will get it to you probably um, maybe by midweek if I don't get it posted on my Facebook fan page. But I'm glad you want it. I'm glad it will help you. But you're right. It's a simple way of examining your conscience with the Ten Commandments of just asking ourselves really some practical questions because a lot of people, you know, think, oh, honor my father and mother. I'm grown up. But, you know, I, I, I missed, uh, didn't miss Mass on Sunday and I didn't kill anybody this week. I must be fine. And so... And so it's good to take a, a more practical, according to our uh, daily life now exam. So I'll get you a copy either via, via email. If you want to email me now, maybe I could do it right after the show. Um, or What's I'll your try email to, address? Oh, mastappeal at avemariaradio.net. Mastappeal at avemariaradio.net. Or you can go to my website and contact me through there, which is respect, the number four, the letter U.com, respect for 
u.com respect the number four the letter u.com you can contact me through there and uh and then my facebook fan page is where you can get a copy so we'll see what we can do to get you a copy of that thanks for asking all right, all right. thank you god bless you okay bye-bye and you as well Okay, so I'm looking how to create a post. Again, I'm not that good at this. I learned what I have to learn just to help all you guys when you need stuff. So I know last week a lot of people just emailed me that aren't on Facebook, although I posted the um, the tongue evaluation that I read last week. And a lot of sins of the tongue we don't realize <laughs> that we uh, commit regularly. So I posted that on the Facebook fan page and emailed it to a number of people as well. So I'll see what I can do with this uh, night prayer format. So you'll get what it has is a two-pager. It's morning prayer format that's about 10 to 15 minutes and how to pray to the Holy Spirit. Or say your morning offering, pray to the Holy Spirit, and then um, look how four different ways to look at the morning reading, to concentrate on it, to consider what we're experiencing, hearing, feeling, tasting, like put yourself into the passage like St. Ignatius would um, as he um, suggests how we uh, meditate on the scripture verses and then talking to God, converse with God and then make a commitment for some resolution so that would be the, the morning one and the night one is the Apostles Creed look at your morning resolution if, and see if you did what you promised God you would do and then examine your conscience with these version of the Ten Commandments then pray the act of contrition and then close thanking God, praising Him, asking Him for some help tomorrow. So that's my this is a short version of the adult prayer format. I'll try to get out to you. So thanks for asking. You give us a call, too, with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. And also today we're taking good, clean jokes to make us laugh in the dark of winter. And for those of us that have been homebound up north, and I, the people in the south had snow too. You got a surprise. We weren't surprised here up in Illinois, but we're, we're deep in and we're cold. So Lisa from Nebraska, you just called in on Spirit Catholic, from Spirit Catholic Radio with a good, clean joke. Okay, Lisa, go ahead. You're on the air now. Thank you for calling. Yeah, to cheer hello. Us up. I, okay, hello. I've got a joke. I hope to cheer people up. Okay. What do you okay? What do you call a boomerang that doesn't come back? What do you call a, a boomerang? <laughs> <laughs> okay, thank you, Lisa from Nebraska, for calling in with a good clean joke. Okay, bye bye. All right, you give us a call too. With your question or personal problem or a good, clean joke, the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK. And we will be back with your calls in just a moment. The Catholic Church teaches that Jesus Christ is literally and wholly present, body and blood, soul and divinity, under the appearances of bread and wine. St. John the Apostle records the John chapter 6 Bread of Life discourse in which Jesus states that his flesh is true food and his blood true drink. Who better to understand John's writings and subsequent teachings than a disciple and student of John, St. Ignatius of Antioch? In his letter to the Smyrnians in 110 A.D., Ignatius writes... 
I have no taste for corruptible food, nor for the pleasures of this life. I desire the bread of God, which is the flesh of Jesus Christ. And for drink, I desire His blood, which is love incorruptible. The Catholic Church absolutely follows St. John and St. Ignatius in taking Jesus at His word. Examining the truths of the Catholic faith, this is faithforensics.org. How do we recognize the voice of our conscience? The Catholic Catechism says that in order to discern exactly what our conscience is telling us about a contemplated action, every person must be sufficiently present to himself in order to hear and follow his conscience. St. Augustine says, return to your conscience, question it, turn inward, brethren, and in everything you do, see God as your witness. Conscience empowers us to assume responsibility for an act committed. Man has the right to act in conscience and in freedom so as to personally make moral decisions, asserts the Catechism. Man must not be forced to act contrary to his conscience, nor must he be prevented from acting according to conscience dictates, particularly in religious matters. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. You're listening to Ave Maria Radio. Ave Maria Radio. to Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. The number to get on today's show with your question or personal problem or a funny story, because the joy of the Lord is our strength, and we are to be joyful Christians, and sometimes in the middle of winter, we need to cheer ourselves up. I got a couple funny stories. I'm ready, and I hope you call in with some, too. The number is 877-573. 7825 877 5 Pep Talk. Danny from Ohio, um, welcome to the show. Calling from Cleveland area, the Cleveland station. You're on the air now. Danny, what's your question today? Hi, Colleen. Um, just want to say thank you for the prayers. I called you back in October about um, I had kidney cancer. Mm. They took part of my kidney out for the, and um, no treatment necessary, no chemo or radiation. Wow. Now I have what you call pre-traumatic stress disorder of the scans and blood work every six months. It's a road to recovery about um, you're always exhausted because it was major surgery and I'm four mm. weeks out of surgery. Oh, wow. I'm calling to say thank you for the prayers. Yeah, you're, you're just, welcome. they say it takes to uh, 12 weeks, maybe um, six months to get your energy back in as a nurse. But I'm just having a problem with the slow recovery and the side effects of trusting in God and Jesus more. It's just been a struggle, like, God, I want to get back to my old self. Why is Mm -hmm. this taking so long? And I always lift God and everybody else up in prayer that has it worse than me and people that, you know, Again, have it worse than me. I, yeah. I had this, the big C word removed from me, and they said, it's, "Yeah, it's wow, gone. you're good." Oh, and my goodness, the after effects of the 
the major surgery is like I'm five, four or five weeks out, you're just, you just want to sleep all day. Your body is recovering. And uh, mm. I just, I have a problem again. I'm sorry for repeating myself of trusting in God and yeah. Jesus more. Like, mm-hmm. it's like a failure. I feel like I'm sinning almost. And for Ooh. what Jesus did for us on the cross. You know, and he suffered the sins of the world just to mm-hmm. me, for everyone. Mm-hmm. And I'm doing, I just, again, I want to thank you because you were very, you were very motherly. You were very helpful. You were just like, you prayed with me. And uh, so you told me to call and follow up. And um, they did a partial. They took out part of the kidney. It, it's just been a blessing, but it's been a slow recovery. But I'm calling to say thanks and for some advice. Okay, well, thank you so much for calling and following up, and thanks be to God that they got all the cancer, that you are in recovery. And so maybe I can offer you maybe some spiritual and and physical advice as well. Um, First of all, when you said that you feel like a failure, Danny, um, that's a, a mindset that you've trained yourself with that that habit and that can happen easily when you go through cancer treatment um that that negativity comes out and it's very very difficult to overcome it um if we don't have that mindset of gratitude and so the, the the gratitude and i mentioned this around thanksgiving after when i did my neuroscience study on gratitude i love the the way that neuroscience affirms our theology and know that God gave us a brain that can change all the time and we and he gives us a new day each day and we could act ourselves into feeling better when we can't feel ourselves into acting better. So even if you're feeling bad, God gives you that capacity to wake up, glorify him, thank him for the day. Hopefully the sun can come out. You could go outside, spread your arms up high, reach to the sun and say, thank you, God, for this day. Now you have the capacity to do that like emotionally and spiritually but if we let our feelings guide us rather than our good judgment we could get caught up in just living according to our feelings and could get caught up also in self-pity and that can easily happen when someone is sick and inside and and has all those drugs and medicines in them and after surgery I know I had read after my husband had his first uh, bypass decades ago um, that 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 a depression kind of comes after that. I mean, but, you know, if your body is cut open and they they take things out, they remove abnormal cells, your body just kind of sinks. And so to to be grateful for what is good, be grateful for what you do have, and glorify God and thank Him for all the good is a mindset that you can change. And maybe when you're praying your daily rosary, pray, you know, this week, all the, the glorious mysteries. You know, think of all the glory of God. Look at the sky. Think about the resurrection. Think about the ascension. And put yourself into the joy of the glory of God. So in your mind, you can begin to change where you're your mental habit would have gone because your subconscious memory is just keep is will keep going down that um, that path of negative thinking or of sadness and that's where you feel you know like a failure but 
each day you get up and you can change your uh, mood by changing your attitude and your mindset. So that would be one thing. Another thing that has helped a lot of people recover, and I know we mentioned it back in the fall on this show before, is the uh, LifeWave X39 patch. And also I was thinking for somebody like you, probably the Eon patch. Um, The patches are not transdermal. The LifeWave patches, they don't put anything in your body so it won't affect any medicines or or healing that you're doing but it is it just reflects back the light it's a phototherapy patch it reflects um, the light that's within your body but it signals your copper peptides to tell your stem cells to activate and after you've been through a treatment like that um, your stem cells need to get really active to help you heal stem cells are that element god placed in us um, when he created us that help us heal and over the course of decades of life that we are stem cells you know die off or are not as activated and so what i found my husband actually has recovered better from his most recent stroke he's better now taking x39 and eon after a stroke than he was before the stroke see so he's not only recovered but improved so if you want to know more about x39 and eon the life wave patches my husband is now um, a brand partner with them so you can email him at kentmast at yahoo.com kentmast at yahoo.com or leave your phone number with the call screener and she can forward it to me and i'll give it to my husband and he'd be happy to help you um learn how the x39 Phototherapy stem cell stimulating patch works that maybe could help you speed up your healing as well. So that's LifeWave X39. My husband's name is Kent Mass at Yahoo.com or tell the call screener your phone number. We'll have Kent Mass at Yahoo.com. Exactly. Okay. I look forward to hearing your good journey of healing. On the next Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio. We'll keep you closely connected to the faith with the latest from Rome, the front lines of the pro-life movement, and we'll also take a look at other crucial issues facing you and your family in our one holy Catholic and apostolic church. Weekday mornings at 8 on Ave Maria Radio's 990 AM and 105.5 and 107.9 FM. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. This is Life News Radio. I'm Jim Anderson. Three pro-life bills are percolating through Congress. The U.S. House passed one bill to prevent White House discrimination against states that help needy families through pregnancy support centers. Another insists colleges rely more on resources, less on abortion to solve student pregnancies. And Senate legislation from Tennessee's Marsha Blackburn establishes standards of care for abortion similar to other medical procedures. Under the Woman's Right to Know Act, women would be informed of abortion's risks and the child's gestational age and development. Montana is the latest state to reject language in state initiatives that seek unlimited abortion. At least two other states are challenging abortion proponents' use of poor legal thinking or language confusing to voters in the initiative process. This is Life News Radio. The view, the accurate view of the human person changes everything. 
the news you hear and see pertaining to the human person has the power to inform or misinform your opinions and what you do with the gift of life and what you allow your government to do. It's why we at this station offer news on the life issue. We hope you will carefully assess what you hear, read, and view. This is Life News Radio. A big rally in the battleground state of Virginia Tuesday will make the president part of Vice President Kamala Harris's national tour promoting abortion. Not only does the rally follow Friday's D.C. March for Life, it comes just one week after two polls show two-thirds of Americans wishing for limits to abortion. The latest poll, a Knights of Columbus effort, also shows even stronger support for pregnancy support centers and medical conscience rights. For pro-life headlines delivered to your email address daily, sign up at lifenews.com. This has been Life News Radio. 990 WDEO, Ypsilanti, Detroit, W300CO Dexter, and Ave Maria Radio Station, and on the net at AveMariaRadio.net. Second hour of Mass Appeal, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from. It's time for Family Man with Dr. Gregory Popcha. Just like cars run on gas, families run on time. Here's a simple way you can discover how much time your family needs so it can stop running out of gas. Think of a regular week, not a vacation week, just a normal week, when your family got along even a little better than usual. Ask yourself, how much time did we spend together that week? What things did we do together that we don't normally do? Your answers will give you an idea of the minimum amount of time your family needs every week to function well. Make sure to schedule that first. Learning to put family time first is one of the most important practices Catholic families can have. To discover more ways your family can celebrate the liturgy of domestic church life, check out the newest editions of Parenting with Grace and visit CatholicCounselors.com. I'm Dr. Greg Popchak, but you can call me Family Man. To discover more ways faith can enrich your life, visit CatholicCounselors.com. Unveiling the Covenant is the newest program from Ave Maria Radio. What is a covenant? It's a vowed exchange of lives which results in an unbreakable family bond. Throughout Scripture, God seeks to espouse all mankind to Himself in an unbreakable covenant bond. His covenantal love is a free gift, but it necessitates a response from us. We are free to accept or reject it. Let's learn what this means as we unveil the covenants. Saturday mornings at 11 and Sunday morning at 9.30 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. Hello, Steve Ray here. Everything in the Bible and in the Catholic Church starts with the book of Genesis. It reveals to us God's plan for mankind. Yet Genesis can be daunting, especially given the scientific discoveries of the last few centuries. Well, that's where I come in with my new book, Genesis, a Bible study guide and commentary. Discover a thoroughly Catholic approach to this exciting and dramatic ancient narrative that is so often misunderstood. You can get the book now on the store page at AveMariaRadio.net. Check it out. But 
are redoing his will for us each day by spreading his kingdom here on earth as it is in heaven? Are we bringing his joy to the world? That's what we're called to do. Joy to the world, the Lord has come. Remember? Okay, we need to live that Christmas and not be like Saul. You know, be more like Samuel and David. Well, David first obeyed, and then he didn't obey, and then he obeyed again. He was really sorry. Um, but abandon your nets. What's, what's keeping you from obeying God? And follow him. And give us a call with your question or personal problem. Or a joke today. We're trying to cheer up. It's the middle of a dark winter. A lot of us have been housebound for at least a week in the snow and ice and cold. And even some of you people down south that aren't used to snow and ice and cold um, got some ice and some cold. So I, I'm sorry for you guys down there here in Chicago. We're ready for it. The um, Actually, our plow drivers are excited when it snows. They, they're like in there in their trucks at the side of the road. Okay, it's snowing. We're ready to go. They get excited about it, but I know that's not true. You don't have as many plows down south. And my grandson was out, oh, more than 12 hours, even into the dark, um, shoveling driveways and using his, um, I think they put a plow in the front of it, he and his buddies, uh, lawnmower, because they do lawns in the summer. And they were out there doing those good things shoveling people's driveways and plowing through so so we can make good of that give me a call with your question or personal problem the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825 and barb called in and thank you barb for making a donation to ave maria radio the producer of this show the show is produced by ave maria radio and uh thank you so much for that but she wanted me to repeat the joke (laughs) that had been called in earlier because she was on the phone making her donation then. (laughs) That's a good reason. Okay, so the person that called in with the uh, joke last hour um, said, what is the difference between, no, what is a boomerang that doesn't come back? And the answer was a stick. (laughs) Okay, I got a couple other funny stories, so you can call with your question or personal problem or a funny story. Um, the teacher says, give me a sentence about a public servant. Because, you know, the little kids are studying all the public servants. So the small boy wrote, the fireman came down the ladder pregnant. And the teacher took the lad aside to correct him. Do you know what pregnant means, she said. Sure, the young boy said confidently, it means carrying a child. The fireman came down the ladder carrying a child. (laughs) Okay, he knew part. He knew part of the truth. Okay, Susie was asked by her Sunday school teacher to draw pictures of their favorite Bible stories. She was puzzled by Jimmy's picture, which showed four people on an airplane. So she asked him which story that meant to represent. And so she said the flight into Egypt. I see that must be... Mary, Joseph, and baby Jesus, Miss Susie said. And who's the fourth person in the plane? And so Jimmy says, oh, that's Punches the pilot. (laughs) Okay, again, we're getting part of it. (laughs) Okay, one more before we go to Jane from Idaho who called and has a, a good concern here today. An exasperated mother whose son was always getting into mischief finally asked him, 
How do you expect to get into heaven? And the boy thought it over and said, Well, I'll just run in and out and in and out and keep slamming the door until St. Peter says, For heaven's sake, Jimmy, come in or stay out. That's what you do. Okay, all right. Some funny stories. Call in with your question or personal problem or a good, clean, funny story. Clean. We like clean jokes. I watch dry bar comedy when I need to laugh on YouTube. All right, Jane from Idaho, listening on Salt and Light Radio, where I was out there speaking a couple years ago during COVID, actually. I remember having masks on and uh, giving my Four Heart Healthy Habits of Holiness to talk to the ladies, the big ladies conference there. It was a wonderful day. So, Jane, listening on Salt and Light Radio in Idaho, you're on the air now. How can I help you today, Jane? Go ahead with your question. You're on the oh. air now. Oh, good morning. Good morning. Um, back in August, my 28-year-old grandson got married, and I gave him a very substantial monetary gift for a wedding gift, um, the numbers of which had a great deal of significance to his deceased grandfather. Mm. And I've never heard a word back from him as acknowledging getting the gift or thanking me for it. And I know he got it because the check is cashed, mm. and my son also mentioned it. But I am really disappointed, hurt, and somewhat upset that mm-hmm. I've not heard anything from them. So I don't know what to do. Okay. Well, that was very rude on his part. And I think this is one of those instances where we don't bear wrongs patiently. Sometimes that spiritual work of mercy, bear wrongs patiently, comes into play when we're offended by somebody. But this is just outright rude and disrespectful. And it makes you even want to pay back and not give them the gift, you know, just because they're not grateful or don't acknowledge it. I hate to say that. A lot of this next generation wasn't trained um, as the last generation was in writing thank you notes. So quite often, actually, when my grandparents, my grandchildren have a graduation party or confirmation or first communion or something like that, I'll call them after and say, did you send thank you notes? Make sure you send thank you notes as if I'm their teacher, encouraging them to do that. And so I, I always try to head it off that way by, but, you know, here for a wedding, come on, at least they could have printed them up, you know what I mean? Like, and so. Well, you could have just even texted. With texting today, you could just text and say, thanks, man, for the great so gift. Do you have his phone number or his email? How do you usually contact him? I've got um, his phone number and his address. Yeah. Okay, and so you can write him a note and just say, I'm very concerned um, that you either did not receive or were not grateful for the special gift that I gave you for your wedding. And then tell, repeat again that this, these numbers had a special meaning um, to me and Grandpa. And I think that it would be proper we could use the word proper, <laughs> for you to send me a thank you note acknowledging whether or not you appreciated that gift. And here's my address in case you, uh, for, in case you lost it. Actually, I did send him a note, and I told him that I hadn't heard from him, and I was really disappointed mm-hmm. um, that I hadn't heard anything. Mm-hmm. And I've still not heard oh. anything from him. Oh, then you send another one. Just say, like, oh, my goodness, now I'm really worried. 
I sent you a note that I hadn't heard, and I wanted to make sure. It, so be super patient. Don't be irritable with him, Jane. He's, oh, he's, 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 he's wrong, <laughs> but you being impatient and irritable is only going to give you a stomach ache. It's not going to bother him at all. I and know. so think of how, yeah, you're right. It's just going to bother you and irritate you, make you not want to see him, make you not want to yeah. give a gift. And so it's going to only affect you. And him, he obviously was not trained in thank you notes or in gratitude. So it's not bothering him at all, and it's only bothering you. So what you want to do is take on the ultimate two kinds of two virtues, magnanimous love. Your love is bigger than his lack of, of, of love and his lack of manners and his lack of courtesy and his lack of gratitude. Okay, so he's failed a lot. But you're not going to fail, too. You're going to be very patient and very loving. And you're going to be, even if you have to write this note eight times, even if it's 70 times, seven times. So take, make it funny. Go ahead. Keep laughing. I'm not kidding, Jane. You do this so, so patiently. You can do this with grandchildren. Children who are ungrateful, you can do this with your own children when they're not responding. You can do it with your husband instead of nagging. You pretend like you, you could either do one of two ways. You can pretend like you never sent the note before and send the exact same one. Or you could follow up and say, oh my goodness, on this date I sent you this note to make sure you received my gift and were grateful for it and I still have not heard, heard back. Um, I'm concerned. Could you please send me uh, the thank you note, maybe it got lost in the mail. That's one of those thinking the best <laughs> attitudes. Like, maybe it got lost in the mail, but just in case you have not had a chance to do it, again, very kind, patient language. In case you have not had a chance, I mean, how long? Back in August. In case you have not had a chance, I know someone who finally, when I prompted their parents about the thank you notes, send out thank you notes for their wedding gifts a year later with an apology. Huh. So it's never too late to get a thank you note and it's never too many times to remind them that they need to send one because it's absolutely rude and a sign of uh, carelessness thoughtlessness ingratitude but don't let their lack of virtue create lack of virtue in you got it so you're going to be magnanimously loving you're going to be super patient you're going to send them the note again and you have a choice whether you want to say i sent the note you know in whatever month you sent it in october hoping that i would hear from you and i still haven't could you please you know what else would be funny to put in self-addressed stamped envelope in it With a little thank you card in it, you can get it at the dollar store. <laughs> and just say, in case you didn't have a stamp or an envelope or a note card, I hope you send it to everybody else. But in case you ran out, here's, because I want you to always be polite and send thank you notes. And so you could give him that lesson at the same time. You could send the, the card. You can just treat him as if he um, forgot or didn't know. You know, so so have fun with it, but be kind about it, and then you'll laugh.
laugh instead of be irritated. Right, Jane? Because you don't want to be irritated with this guy the rest of his life or with the next grandchild that gets married, right? And so I know, but it's hard not to be. It is. It is. But you can change that in a minute. And just like Jesus died on the cross, and in three days he rose from the dead. So, so take on that power of the resurrection, those spiritual uh, works of mercy of bearing this wrong patiently, and, uh, and rise to the occasion and enjoy it rather than let it make you sick. Okay? All righty. Thank you. <laughs> okay. God bless. Bye-bye. Mm-hmm. Okay. You give us a call, too, with your question or personal problem or a funny story, or if you want to leave your uh, phone number with the call screener about the X39 phototherapy LifeWave patches to talk to my husband who can, can help you learn more about him and help you order. The number is 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK, funny stories, questions or personal problems. We'll be back in just a moment. How can we be sure our conscience is guiding us rightly? The Catholic Catechism states that in order to make correct moral judgments, we must have a well-formed conscience, one that is upright, truthful, and formulates its judgments according to reason and conforms them to the true good willed by the wisdom of the Creator. In order to avoid the trap of negative influences and the desire to prefer our own judgments, we must educate our conscience. The Catechism asserts that prudent education teaches virtue and guarantees freedom and engenders peace peace of heart. What are the ingredients of this educational stew? The Word of God, which we absorb through faith and prayer and an examination of conscience before the Lord's cross. Though our modern world sometimes makes discernment difficult, a well-formed conscience helps us see what is right and choose what is the will of God as expressed in divine law. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. I stopped myself from asking a question. It was tough for me as a trained reporter and communications coach who asks who, what, when, where, how, and why often. I stopped myself short of asking a question about a particular person because I realized the conversation was not going to be fruitful. I really didn't need to know the answer, and it risked me going down a gossipy kind of conversation. In James 3.6, we understand that the small may produce small words, but those small words could create a big fire. I might have asked what seemed an innocent question, but in reality, I knew that the answer was going to make a particular person look bad. Good reporters, good lawyers are trained to ask questions they already know the answer to. The answer I knew existed was not fruitful. I knew in my heart it was a question out of curiosity, not out of care or concern. So before you ask the question, think to yourself, where would this conversation lead? This has been a Christ-centered communication message. I'm Vanessa Denha-Garmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany. Welcome to Mass to Peel, the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio, where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective by calling this toll-free number, 877-573-7825, 877-5-PEP-TALK, or you can call in with a funny story as well. 
got a sec of emails. No callers yet. Well, Mary's calling, but she's just getting screened now. And uh, and I got an uh, email this week that might help some of you as well when we're trying to decide how much do we push our adult children and how much do we stay away. This gal called in and er, wrote in. She emailed me and said, I listen to your show on Saturday when I can. I value your input and advice. was hoping for some direction. My daughter is engaged to get married. She has a poor diet, and she eats frequently. Her portions are big. Um, about five years ago, she I forced her to go to a dietitian. She lost weight uh, with the help of an appetite suppressant, and then she... Um, gained it back um, she said um, in the past when I approached her about her weight she got angry and cried and I realized this wasn't the best thing to do but now that she's engaged I hate to see her get married and see the pictures and regret her look so what's your advice you know I worry about her health and how overweight people can help different health problems can develop different health problems she said her doctor's not a help I'm trying to get her to find a new doctor might suggest a change in diet every time I hint about getting healthy she ignores me i look forward to your help so adult children will ignore you and when it comes to something that is not necessarily a sin i mean we pushing it you know to of course gluttony and the fifth commandment not taking care of yourself but in this situation i can understand why you're concerned and you know it was good that you took her to a nutritionist in the past where she could lose weight um but there might be some under underlying reason you know why she's craving foods or why she's overweight again you know it's probably hormones or insulin resistance or parasites or candida or so some of those many underlying causes that maybe a natural doctor could find or maybe she's eating for comfort or emotional reasons there's all sorts of reasons why people have a bad diet or, or eat continuously or maybe just a bad habit of wanting to feel full all the time and so um as the mom of the future bride, I think um, forcing your concerns on her is not going to help her. You know, you might give her like a simple question, like, um, are you concerned about your weight or health, or are you happy now with how you are? You know, we're excited about your wedding and getting ready. I was just wondering if that's something you need some help or support in. And if she says, yes, I am, can you help me in any way or take me to back to that nutritionist? Um, but if she isn't concerned and she or she cries or she gets mad at you, then just back off. You know, this let that be her concern because obviously she's very sensitive about it. She cried last time you brought it up. So start loving her and see her as her fiancé sees her. You know, since you say she's ignoring your offers, um, make this the last time you say anything and then drop it. So just a very simple, are you concerned about your weight or health or are you happy with how you are now? So if she accept herself, accepts herself for how she is now, knowing that she's got some underlying cause, she's not going to change or fix right now before the wedding, um, leave her alone about that. You know, she probably feels bad enough about her weight if the topic made her cry last time you brought it up. So if on her own she chooses to lose weight for the wedding, you know, you can be the encourager. But don't be a nag uh, just to get her to do it. Because wedding dresses come in every size, and she'll be beautiful. She'll be a beautiful bride no matter what size the dress is. And she, she'll see herself in the pictures um, of the wedding. And or maybe you um, had mentioned there's another wedding in the family before then, you know, 
let her be motivated by something that isn't you. Your job at this point, if you've brought it up and she rejects that, is just to love her. Don't make this your problem. Don't put pressure on her. So go ahead, show her the love that she needs. Make one more offer. And if it sits badly with her, then just love her and accept her as she is and don't worry about um, those other things that go with it. Let her be able to do that on her own and not see you as a nag. See you as the one who loves her as she is and pray that her fiancé, who loves her now at this size, will continue to love her. Some men prefer women that are overweight. It's just our culture that says you have to be a certain weight. And then the insurance company says you have to be a certain body mass index. So, But some people are healthy in all other ways, even if they carry more weight. I have a neighbor like that. Like, her husband is overweight, and the doctor said, you know, um, you're, everything else is fine. And so you don't really have to lose weight because there's, it's not causing a problem for you. He has a big frame. So think about that as well. Then give us a call with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877 573-7825-877-5-PEP-TALK. Mary from Ohio, you have a funny story about Springboro, Ohio. Um, okay, so go ahead. You're on the air now. Tell us your funny story. Okay, Springboro, Ohio, which is a suburb of Dayton, where I live, had a contest back in the fall to name their 14 snowplows. Anybody could submit and I just oh. want to do the list of winning uh, entries. Okay. Seymour, Seymour Pavement. <laughs> Seymour, S-E-Y-M-O-U-R. Okay. Seymour Pavement. <laughs> Fleetwood Mac. Thaw Patrol. <laughs> Control Salt Delete. <laughs> Kenobi One Kenobi. <laughs> No burrow. Fast and flurious. Blizzard of Oz. (laughs) Alice Scooper. (laughs) Clark Blizzwald. (laughs) The Big Laplowski. Catch my drift. Clear Opathra <laughs> and Snow Force One. <laughs> Encourage your grandson to name his snow. Plow. I'm gonna do that. <laughs> I have to. Either can you send me a list of those you haven't written down? Can you um, email them to yeah, me? It, it was uh, posted in the paper. Do you want hilarious. to do an email? I'll send it as an email. <laughs> Okay, yeah, send us an email to massappeal at avemariaradio.net or to, through my website at respectforyou.com. <laughs> Those are hilarious. Very so, appropriate very, for the weather. <laughs> yes, like, look out my window. It's snow all over the back porch. And, yeah, I'll tell my grandson. He might pick one of those or he might even find something more appropriate for him. Those are hilarious. That was great. Very appropriate for this week as well. So yes. thank you so much. For all sharing all those clever names for people submitted for the contest. Those are great names for snowplows. <laughs> 
the old Petra. All right, we'll be back with more of Mass Appeal. Give us a call with your question or personal problem, or call in with a funny story. 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. Are we always obliged to obey our conscience? The Catholic Catechism asserts that we are always obliged to obey the certain judgment of our conscience and that if we deliberately act against a good conscience, we condemn ourselves. On the other hand, our moral conscience may remain in ignorance and thus we can make erroneous judgments about acts performed in the future or those performed in the past. If ignorance is caused by personal responsibility or negligence, we are culpable of the sin we commit. Some of the causes of erroneous judgment can be ignorance of Christ and his gospel, bad examples of peers, enslavement to one's passion, rejection of the church's authority and her teaching, lack of conversion and lack of charity. This is Peggy Stanton, and this has been the Order of Malta's Minute with the Catechism. I was once lost, and now I'm found. It's one of my favorite songs. I wrote a talk on surrender that was based on Amazing Grace. I and my niece sing verses of the song throughout my talk. It is through Amazing Grace that we're saved. It is through His grace we are found. Surrendering is a big part of my testimony story. Writing our testimony is a great exercise, especially if you are in a leadership position. Knowing your own story is part of sharing the good news. I'm a person who needs to be in control, who needs to plan things out. It took me a long time to accept that God's plan is not always my plan, and His timing is not always my timing. When I've surrendered, great things have happened, like meeting my husband, having a child, starting my own communications and coaching company, and being on Catholic Radio. If you feel lost, surrender. Through God, you will be found. This has been a Christ Center communication message. I'm Vanessa Donhagarmo, a communications evangelist and host of Epiphany. Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. I'm still laughing of the snowplow names Clear Up Clearopathra <laughs> The Blizzard of Oz Ohio Thaw Enforcement. Anyway, she she left the website um on there. So I will try to post this after the show on my Facebook fan page, Ohio Turnpike dot org media. In the 2023 Name a Snowplow Contest. And then they had some names from 2022 and 2021. Snow Force One, Darth Blader, Snow More, Mr. Ice Guy. <laughs> All the geniuses out there plowing the snow. <laughs> Thanks, everybody, for thinking of those great names. You give us a call with your question or personal problem as you're trying to live out your faith. Or today we're taking funny stories since we've been snowed in all week. And a lot of us are getting uh, stir crazy. The sun hasn't been coming out. I think it's going to come out in some states today. And for those of you that are um, stranded inside, I hope you're staying warm. Okay, let's get to our phones here. We've got Sarah from Michigan with a question. Personal problem. Sarah listening on Ave Maria Radio, the producer of this show. Which reminds me, you could always... 
go to the archives at AveMariaRadio.net and hear this show again. Um, so if you can't write things down but you like, you wish you could hear it again, you can go to AveMariaRadio.net, go to the archives of Mast Appeal, and then you can hear the show again. So Sarah, listening on Ave Maria Radio, welcome to the show. How can I help you today? Hello. Thank you. Um, so I... Here's my problem. I'm sorry, I don't have a funny story. Oh, that's okay. That's okay. We, we're taking problems just as much as funny stories. The funny stories are just a break between our problems. So go ahead. We'll get serious again, and and let's <laughs> see what we can do about your issue today. Okay. I have a friend that um, I guess I've cut her off and not answered texts or phone calls for a couple of years. Um, she doesn't live too far away, so there's still a chance I could like see her at the grocery store mm-hmm. probably um, and I don't feel good about my decision of like ignoring her and the reason I'm calling you is because I I can't really talk to my husband about it he doesn't really like this person mm-hmm. and a couple of my other friends think she's a little weird and might be biased if I was to ask them what should I do Okay, because um, they know her, so you need an objective opinion of someone doesn't specifically know her. So you called. Yes, Go ahead. <laughs> yeah, I was never super close with this person, but um, <clears throat> excuse me. She, um, I guess I just feel like it's not really a friendship I value. Because I don't feel good after I'm with her, okay. and it's only because like I, she's the type of person I can't get a word in edgewise. Mm-hmm. And so it's not a two-way friendship, really. Okay. And has right. she called you, or does she want to restore the friendship, and you're still ignoring her, or is she um, is she just fine moving on? No, I just heard from her recently after about a year, mm. um, and she. She's tried to reach out to me, and I, I can't really respond without having mm. to say, well, I can't really. Mm. I'm not sure if I should just say hello without saying let's get together because I, I yeah. think that would be coming next. Yeah, yeah, okay. Oh, boy. Yeah, that is a delicate situation because you don't know if you should just ignore her or respond because ignoring her is rude, and how do you respond that isn't rude? Um, So if you have a a friend that, or an acquaintance, we could say, when we look back at uh, what Thomas Aquinas says about friendship and what we read in the Bible about friendship, a friend is someone who's going to lead you to heaven um, and call you out on things in a very kind way if necessary that knows you and loves you for who you are, accepts you for who you are, but, it, but is always there to, to join you on your journey to heaven. And if somebody is, if the friendship is a one-way friendship, it's not helping you at all, or if it's harming you in any way, or it's poisoning your soul in any way, um, you do want to stop that friendship and not to get not get together with that person. So it's perfectly normal that we switch friends at various times in our lives. Sometimes it's circumstantial. You know, you're friends with your kids' friends' parents, which we had a couple stages of life like that since our kids were, our third and fourth kids were eight years apart, so we have 
couple sets of friends, um, but it just the distance just kind of moves you away. So it's so sometimes that happens just by chance, and sometimes it happens like you like you don't want to be with with that person. So if they reach out, um, let's think of some just simple way that you could. Um, thanks for contacting me. Um, I'm not interested in meeting with you um, at this time. Um, I've moved on to some other things, and you don't have to say anything bad about her or to her but just says just thank her for contacting you um i'm not interested in meeting with you at this time i've moved on to do so i've moved on to some other things so keep it courteous and simple you don't have to defend yourself or make excuses um, but it would be rude to just keep ignoring her and letting her wonder and this way, it's just pretty clear that you aren't, you don't really want to get together, because that, and that's not going to be the next step, because you've moved on to some other things. So, how would that work for you, Sarah? Yeah, I think that's the right thing to not continue ignoring. Yeah. yeah. So just very courteously um, <clears throat> end it, so she doesn't sit there wondering, did I do something wrong, or why isn't she contacting me? You know, so just let her know. So you kind of end it very simply and kindly. Okay. All right. Thank you. You're welcome. Thanks for the call. You give us a call, too, with your question or personal problem. The number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825. 877-5-PEP-TALK. All right. Um, let's see. Do we have time to... Ben- Benjamin from Indiana, listening to uh, Mass Appeal streaming online, probably either on EWTN.com or his local radio station or on AveMariaRadio.net. So welcome to the show, Benjamin. What is your question today? How are you doing? Thank you for taking my call. Sure. Yes, um, I'm divided on whether or not to let my sister come stay with us for the summer, about six weeks. She's an independent contractor, but um, she's also a lesbian and married and they just had their first child through in vitro. Um, when my wife and I had our child, they got married and our daughter was like four. We thought about not taking her. So fast forward, now my daughter's in catechism. We've gotten deeper into our Catholic beliefs. And um, the, the kicker is that our father passed maybe two years ago and she's just been trying to reach out. She's out of state. Mm-hmm. But um, she really wants to reconnect, and and I'm just—it's going to be devastating to my sister. Yeah. If I say no, you can't stay. But then for me and my wife, it's like—it's more like an inconvenience. But I don't know if I open that door, you know. And and like I've prayed for discernment. And another part of me is like, well, when we go to barbecues, there's people drinking and such, so. You know, they're not going to inherit that kingdom either. And if there's too much drinking, we leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. Um, all right. Well, hang on, Benjamin. We will uh, respond to this. I hear the music playing. We'll be back to talk to Benjamin and help him with his decision and give him some factors upon which to make his decision right after this message. It's been nine presidential elections that I've been on the air, and I've been watching Christians engage the culture around us. In almost every campaign year, candidates urge us to take back America. This is about as tired a phrase as you can find. 
And yet, with each election, the command to take back America reappears. We seem to think that America's problem that we have to correct is go back to a different idea of the budget or a different foreign policy or new regulatory reform. I'd argue that America's biggest problem is this act of idolatry that has allowed us to turn the emphasis on ordered liberty into a preoccupation with personal and individual autonomy. I'd go further and say that any attempt to take back America or make America great again that does not attack the idolatry of individual autonomy is doomed to failure. Cresta in the Afternoon, weekdays from 4 to 6 on Ave Maria Radio and the Ave Maria Radio app. Light of the East, weekends on Ave Maria Radio. I am Father Thomas Loya. This week on Ave Maria, perhaps the single greatest genius of Eastern Christian spirituality is the art of living in the both and, where something can be this and that at the same time. This first Sunday of our pre-Lent will make this clear. Now on Ave Maria Radio's newest FM stations, 105.5 FM in Southfield and 107.9 FM in Ann Arbor. This week on Christ is the Answer, Father John wants to help us keep the faith. It's no secret that the body of Christ is under attack on all sides. There's the hostile news media, closed-minded academia, non-Christian religions, and even mass-market retailers, to name a few. What do we do when our faith is under attack? Join us this week as Father John talks about the strength of faith, as well as how to find joy in the midst of persecution. Tune in for Christ is the Answer, Monday through Fridays at 11 a.m. on Ave Maria Radio. appeal the Saturday morning live show on Catholic Radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a Catholic perspective the number to get on today's show is 877-573-7825 877-5-PEP-TALK I was trying to type and talk at the same time trying to post those Ohio Turnpike funny (laughs) plot stories and still thinking about what to say to Benjamin at the same time. So Benjamin's on the air. His sister lives out of state. Um, She is living in what she says is a marriage, but you and I know it is not a marriage. It's impossible for two people of the same sex to consummate a marriage, which is how Catholics view marriage is is that one of the important parts of marriage is that the two become one flesh just like the um, gospel teaches us and like the book of Genesis when God created man and woman and so we can't classify uh, two same people two same sex people as a marriage but um, she asked to live with them for the summer their father died his sister trying to reach out to the family um, and he's trying to figure out what to do but he doesn't want to scandalize his own children because they're coming back to the faith so did I get that summarized pretty well Benjamin Yep. Is that a good is that a good summary of it? Okay. So um Pretty much. So that she's reaching out to the family is a good idea. But to have her live with you is not. That will scandalize your children. It will look as if you are accepting something that is not right. It's a um 
it's a, a mockery of the beautiful gift of marriage. And so mm-hmm. your sister does need um, your love, your compassion. She does need you to reach out to her, but she doesn't need to stay in your home for the summer because then you become complicit. You become you participate in her sin. And so to misuse sexual powers in that way, um, to just use you know for mutual pleasuring or comfort or whatever reason it's a misuse of the powers that God gave us and so it would be wrong to be complicit in that and to support that because it would speak loudly to your children and the rest of your family so it would be good to find another way to uh, accept her spend time with her if she wants mm-hmm. to you know come visit you guys for a week but not stay under your roof like if they wanted yeah. to you know stay in a hotel or a resort and come yeah. you you want to be able to reach out to to care for her love her and somehow mm-hmm. help her see that the lifestyle she's in is not leading to goodness or truth yeah. um, but but just to love her the person so that you have an opportunity to to teach her mm-hmm. the truth about herself and maybe even um, call her to celibacy um, in this relationship mm-hmm. so so your goal would be way different than than allowing them to stay with you and, and just giving them the satisfaction of uh, okay it must be okay if Benjamin says it's alright because it's not and you don't want to um, to say that that's alright so find some yeah. other way to to you know talk to her encourage her tell her you can't have her stay with your family you don't want to scandalize the children mm-hmm. nor do you want to pretend that something's right that is wrong okay okay thank you <laughs> okay you're welcome Benjamin God bless you and the same, the same goes true of like when your son or daughter comes in for the holidays and want and they are not married and they want to um, sleep in the same bedroom. You know we do not approve of that either. So we don't support sin. And we don't say that sin is okay because it's not. And people don't even realize that that the sin that they're committing, that they don't even think is a sin, um, hurts them as well. It, it hurts God. It hurts themselves. It hurts society. It hurts our whole um, vision of what truly brings people joy. So we need to stand up for the, the goodness and the truth. Tr- goodness, truth, and beauty. Hope that helps you. Okay, let's see our next um Kay from South Dakota, you have a funny story for us. Kay from Real Presence Radio, are you there on the line? Guess not. Is is Kay there um, with a funny story? Yes. Oh, okay. Okay, yes. you're, it's your turn, Kay. Go ahead. It's your turn now. Oh, hi. Hi. Oh, um, well, to piggyback on what you were just saying about Benjamin, goes perfect with I had a very heated discussion that with two separate um, church ladies or at coffee and donuts mm-hmm. and basically um, it started out by talking about the, the Pope and what he said before Christmas and how people are taking it that oh he's blessing same-sex marriages and that's just terrible and I wish I knew or had it in my brain at that time the uh, verse or some Bible verse that said, you know, be not afraid because, mm. and her name was Grace. It was by the grace mm. of God that we had mm. this conversation. Anyway, Grace was saying, oh, well, 
you know, if he does that now, what's the next thing he's going to do? And that is completely fear. That is mm-hmm. that is Satan yeah. telling her, oh, you gotta you, you got to be afraid of what's going to come next. Because yeah. you don't understand what, what, why he would do what he did. Because she would never answer me as to why, what it was mm-hmm. that the Pope actually did that made her so upset, that she was so, so mad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, um, so now that the next time somebody says, you know, oh, but what are, what are they going to do next? What are they going to do next? I'm going to quote the Bible. Because another thing she said when she was talking about her granddaughter, who is getting married, she said. And, um, but she started it out just kind of like that, well, I'm not a racist. I have a, I have a um, friend who's black. Or, you know, hers was like, oh, I'm not a homophobe. I have a granddaughter who's getting married to a female, which to me is just awful. Because I was trying to get to her point that, to her, to realize, hey, these people need to be acknowledged, not accepted. You don't accept their lifestyle. And I even told her, I said, well, if it's not a marriage, then why don't you go to the party? And, you know, isn't that going to look like you don't love your granddaughter? I mean, you love her, don't you? Oh, yes, yes, yes. And then she kind of inkled that, well, well I said something about, well, if you, when you're invited and you don't go, that, that says a lot to that person. So she, you meant mm-hmm. a lot enough right. to be invited. Right. And she goes, well, I don't even know if I'm invited. And so then I'm thinking, oh, maybe she's just mad that she won't be invited because she's so judgmental and that, oh, this isn't a marriage and blah, blah, blah. Mm -hmm. But so I know that this document has, we're up against break here, this document has created a lot of uh, confusion. Uh, amongst people and it's brought up conversations that, that Catholics don't even know how to respond and so to keep it very simple you know as I did like it's it's not a marriage and it's impossible and, and that we need to love this person and help them out of their particular confusion because they're as an old song would say looking for love in all the wrong places and there are some, uh, you know, even psychologists, Catholic psychologists will show that there are usually some deep wound or something in the background that caused a person to turn that way. But the answer is to, if you're confused about gender and attractiveness, and it's, then it would be good to practice celibacy. Um, anybody who's not ready to, to give of the, their whole self or don't have or are attracted to the same sex, um, that celibacy is the answer, and only in celibacy rather than in uh, sin, they would be able to figure out what the real problem is and ask God to heal it for them. So continue to, to pray and be kind without accepting the sin, to love the sinner and uh, to hate the sin. Okay, we're up against break. We'll be back with more of Mass Appeal right after this message. The Heart of the Interior Life with Elizabeth Jingle. In the fourth rule of the 14 rules for the discernment of spirits, St. Ignatius of Loyola describes spiritual desolation. Detailing an aspect of spiritual desolation, he writes, and as if separated from one's creator and Lord. Father Timothy Gallagher explains this aspect. Ignatius is highlighting a fundamental characteristic of spiritual desolation. 
While it endures, any felt consciousness of God's loving presence is weakened or absent, and such persons feel as if they were separated from God. God is with us, despite the lack of feeling that He is with us. God is with us when we feel isolated, alone, and as if no one cares. Instead of continuing to allow the spiritual desolation to isolate us, the invitation is to open our hearts to communion with God's heart. What will be your prayer of communion with God today? For more information, visit AveMariaRadio.net. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tamio weekdays on Ave Maria Radio. We listen to all kinds of things, as the Pope says. The radio, the TV, we listen to our phones, all kinds of other messages. But are we silencing ourselves enough that we may listen for God? The other thing we need to do is continue to educate ourselves on the faith. Are we listening to Catholic programming on a regular basis? Are we attending really good, healthy, faith-filled conferences to learn more from those who may be scripture scholars or apologists or maybe just a good talk from a spiritual leader or maybe watching a good video of a wonderful priest such as a Father John Ricardo or a Bishop Barron or someone else? So continue to, as Father John Harney used to say, educate, educate, educate yourself in the Catholic faith. Catholic Connection with Teresa Tanya, weekday mornings from 8 to 10 on Ave Maria Radio and AveMariaRadio.net. segment already that's gone quickly welcome to mass appeal saturday morning live show on catholic radio where you can get some free and friendly advice from a catholic perspective uh rita called in from sacred heart radio but couldn't stay on and then we went to the break so she hung up but she said she had the same experience as the man with fatigue um the man who had called in um, I think it was Danny um, last hour um, in his recovery from uh, his cancer treatment that was successful. And she said she had the same experience with the fatigue after surgery, and she found a solution that works for her, and she said it's walking. She takes walks, lots of walks. Well, that's interesting, Rita. That's wonderful and simple, unless there's ice all over. You don't want to break your hip. But you can walk around the house or go to the the gym. or um, There's still malls that have walks in them. But that's great because when you think of what walking does for you, first of all, it moves your lymph and helps helps detoxify you from all of the different medicines or things that you had during the surgery. Um, And so it will detoxify you. And then that continuous walk kind of increases your heart rate a little bit, gives you cardiovascular health, and increases the serotonin level in your brain, which is the happy hormone. So thanks for calling about that idea, Rita. That's great. That will help Danny. And I've got a funny that I've been wanting to read in January because it's about 
about Christmas diets. So all of you that struggle with gaining weight over Christmas, I think we've got a couple of minutes to, to read this today. Um, I had it on my stack to read before Christmas, but we never had time. So we'll read it now in January. It was the night before Christmas, and all around my hips were Fannie Mae candies that sneaked past my lips. Fudge brownies were stored in the freezer with care in hopes that my thighs would forget they were there. While Mama in her girdle and I in chin straps had just settled down for sugar-borne naps. When out in the pantry there arose such a clatter, I sprang from my bed to see what was the matter. Away to the kitchen, I flew like a flash, tore open the icebox and threw up the sash. The marshmallow look of the new fallen snow sent thoughts of a binge into my body below. When what to my wandering eyes should appear... A marzipan Santa with eight chocolate reindeer. That huge chunk of candy so luscious and slick, I knew in a second that I'd wind up sick. That sweet-coated Santa, those sugared reindeer, I closed my eyes tightly, but still I could hear, on Pritzker, on Keto, on Week One, on Tops, a Weight Watchers dropout from Sugar Detox. From the top of the scales to the top of the hall. Now dash away pounds, now dash away all. Dressed up in Lane Bryant from my head to night dress. My clothes were all budging from too much excess. My droll little mouth and my round little belly, they shook when I laughed like a bowl full of jelly. I spoke not a word but went straight to my work, ate all of the candy and then turned with a jerk. And laying a finger beside my heartburn, I gave a quick nod toward the bedroom I turned. I eased into bed to the heavens I cry. If temptation's removed, I'll get thin by and by. And I mumbled again as I turned in for the night. In the morning, I'll starve till I take the first bite. (laughs) That was from Good Clean Funnies a couple years ago. And some exercises you'd be better off without in 2024. Jumping on the bandwagon, wading through paperwork, running around in circles, pushing your luck, spinning your wheels, adding fuel to the fire, beating your head against the wall, climbing the walls, or beating your own drum. Which reminds us to be humble and obey God, which was our lesson in all these week's readings, to be obedient and to... Listen to Sunday's Gospel. When Jesus calls, he says, Come after me, I will make you fishers of men, abandon their nets, and followed him. So I will try to post that night exam um, and the snowplow funnies on my Facebook fan page if I can. But I want you to think of this week, what net do you need to abandon so that you can truly follow Christ? So you aren't just the exercises of jumping to conclusions or grasping at straws, that you're truly um, following him and doing God's will. So think about doing God's will yourself, growing in holiness this year, and continue to help others grow in holiness as well. And make sure to watch EWTN TV, Jim and Joy, coming up this Wednesday and Thursday. I'll be on talking about my Love Ed program. You can always contact me through my website at respectforyou.com. Appeal is produced by Ave Maria Radio and broadcast through the EWTN Global Catholic Radio Network. Copies can be purchased or free downloads can be found at the Ave Maria website, AveMariaRadio.net. If you have a comment or question for Colleen, write to Colleen at AveMariaRadio.net 
or Mast Appeal at AveMariaRadio.net. And listen for Mass Appeal Saturday mornings from 9 to 11 Eastern Time for free, friendly advice from a Catholic perspective. Vanessa Denhagarmo here, inviting you to tune into Epiphany. We're made to praise God and celebrate our faith. I want to encourage listeners to connect, communicate, and collaborate with the faith community. Life is a journey, and along the way we have those Epiphany moments that bring us closer to Christ. Please partner with me and celebrate the diversity of our Catholic Church. Epiphany, weekdays at noon, only on Ave Maria Radio. Weekdays at 10 a.m., there's more to life. What does God want? Are you struggling to discern what God wants you to do about a choice you're making?